0: This episode of Tailgate Talks brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca. Uh, put it. Hope you enjoyed the show.
1: again. I definitely did. I oh, well, it's fine. Uh, welcome, guys. This is the tailgate. You're listening to week 60. Week 60. That still feels crazy to say. Mm-hmm. Week 60 of tailgate talks. Uh, this is Club Bread where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. So basically, not Texas Tech News. Um, But uh, first things first, though, and we said it in Club Red. We're going to say it again. We got Br- birthday Brooks in the building. It is his birthday tomorrow. We got a shout-out to our boy there. Uh, wait, wait, can I do this? I yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, all right, I'm going to cut it off before the actual thing. <laughs> it is. It,
0: it's birthday shot three.
1: Birthday shot number three. Shot bet number three. And Brooks is paid up. Uh,
0: paid off. All in case y'all.
2: to have a really good tailgate episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's shots at the tailgate
0: um i'm finally coming through for dustin's friends at the wedding <laughs> to ask him if we were to be <laughs> just, uh, just a month later
1: <laughs> it's, it's close enough it's it's time it's fine so um uh, no we, we we had to bring it back up on this one too because you know maybe there's some people who just listen to tailgate they don't, they don't catch club bread, and everybody needs to know that that this is that we got we got brooks making the sacrifice on his birthday and so so uh he's here give you guys some of the brooks brain on the book brooks birthday and I, I i said that without messing it up somehow
0: um yeah. Yeah. So, and you're the one who hasn't taken three shots <laughs>
1: i have taken no shots in the longest time sadly i need to i need to dwindle that down and i and it's one of those like debts that like you don't know how to start working it down you're just like staring at it and it just yeah. keeps getting bigger like fuck
0: yours hey, you're um, getting up there so
1: bad uh but the street kind of helped that so um first things first obviously Make sure you do follow us on iTunes, on Spotify. If it is on iTunes, give us the five-star rating and drop a good review below. Always appreciate that. Um, If you need to look us up on social media, definitely check us out on Twitter, at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you do swing by that YouTube channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell notification to be notified every time we post a new video. And, uh, of course, if you want to find us individually, Dustin, you can find him at dustinmember 22. Brooks at Calvin B Barrett and me at Blocker, where the L is a one. Lastly, uh, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions, email us at TailgateTalksPod at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and uh, kick this off. I don't have like a cool audio for this, um, but um, we got we got we got some NCAA football, NCAA football news to discuss. Uh, in, in, in in case you have been living under a rock, uh. There's been some wild stuff happening out of left field. Uh, Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma, heads over to USC uh, after kind of LSU putting the bait out there that he was going to head over there. Um, And, and uh, go ahead, Brooks. Go this, ahead, Brooks.
0: The sounder should be Lincoln saying that he's not taking the LSU job. If he you could clip lie. that in, he didn't lie. He told you know, the truth. But see. that'd be well, a funny picture of LSU. That'd, That'd be a fun sounder to have, like, right there to start the college <laughs> coaching carousel. Uh, Let me just man. tell you
2: right now, not going to be the next coach of LSU. Is there, is there, I don't know if we got
1: an audio clip of it. No, there's no way. Um, Facts only. Right, yeah, no, can't find it. Um, but that's kind of the first big news. Um, I I know we talked about it a little bit on the on the group chat, on the on the group thread, but I kind of made the crack that, like, Lincoln Riley wants no part of the SEC. Um, he, he, he had the job offer for LSU apparently and shot that down and left OU before they're going to make their move to the sec. Uh, y'all have any, any, any kind of big take about this? I mean, uh, he's leaving the big 12. So that is some of our own news actually. Um, Brooks, what are you thinking over there?
0: I think he made the right decision. I really believe it. And I wasn't that shocked by this decision, I guess I would say. I think the college football world has just become so crazy and the money there is so crazy. And if you want to coach, you'll, people will pay for that coach that nothing really shocks me anymore, but ultimately I think he made the right call. Like USC is a top five college football job. It's a top five college football job. It's the PAC 12 is waiting for somebody to take over and Oregon's had its chance Stanford other teams have had their chance and nobody's taken advantage of it you see USC's been down for what how many years now and it's right there for the taking he takes a lot of money and you know that's obviously a big factor <laughs> in this but look at that recruiting possibility that's there um, when you're looking at these jobs it's It's easy to look at what it has been, which USC hasn't been great, but you got to look at what the university is at its best, right? And when USC is at its best, it's their winning national championships. And Lincoln has an opportunity to build a powerhouse out West, build a powerhouse in the Pac-12 and have an easier path to the college football playoff. doesn't have to go through the SEC conference once Oklahoma eventually gets there. Doesn't have to, you know, play Alabama this week, turn around, play LSU, turn around, play, you know, all these hard teams. He's got to turn around, and play Arizona, <laughs> turn around, and play like teams that haven't been competitive. Yeah. So the opportunity is bright for him out there. You're living in Los Angeles over Norman. Um, so ultimately I think, I think it's a good decision for him. I think getting lost in the SEC is definitely something that's on some coaches mind. If you've seen, Coaches like Michigan State's Mel Tucker staying with Michigan State. Um, James Franklin at Penn State staying with Penn State. Like, you can get lost in the SEC and you can get fired after winning a national championship just two years later. So, right. um, m- maybe opportunities are kind of a little bit more golden outside of the SEC nowadays. I don't know.
1: You know, I, I, I do kind of like that, that little bit of a viewpoint there, which is, he he's going to to be the big fish in a small pond versus the small fish in a large pond. That SEC is you 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 can get overshadowed yeah. real fucking fast. Uh, Dustin, I mean, what what's your thoughts on this move for 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 old Lincoln Riley?
2: I totally agree with all that that Brooks said. The Big Twelve, or sorry, the Pac-12 has been very up and down, and so many teams coming in and out of that. Pac-12 championship game in the last 10 years since they've realigned USC won one of them in there, Oregon's got the most in there, other teams they didn't capitalize on USC being down and going through coaching changes Um, I kind of relate the move, like Brooks was saying to, he gets to do at USC what he was doing with OU in the Big 12 Mm -hmm. they were dominating and -hmm. they could easily dominate, there wasn't really a contender these past few years for Oklahoma. Baylor came in and out. Oklahoma State came in and out. Texas tried to come in and out. They dominated. They made the playoffs a couple times. That's what he's going to get to go do Mm -hmm. in the Pac-12, just like Brooks said. He's going to go in there, recruit it, and probably in a year or two, like that quick, have it up to top 10, top 15, or higher, like that fast. Um, I also kind of see it, I was surprised at how fast it happened. He even had talked on the radio today. It did happen fast. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of shocking for a lot of people, but that's how this works. Like That's how the college football coaching carousel works. I mean, there's no structure from the NCAA to hold mm-hmm. anybody accountable to any of these jobs and moving and all that stuff. So you can get mad at Lincoln for leaving OU and doing it in the fashion he did or how Brian Kelly did it at Notre Dame, but that's... We would all it's leave a for a better job tomorrow if we could. Yep. Everybody would do that just because it's college football. Are your alum? Don't don't get butt hurt just because there's other people involved.
0: I saw somebody tweet today, and I, it just kind of made me forget because this coach is so out of my mind nowadays. But he was just like, I remember when I was in college, our coach yep, went I to a recruiting it. dinner, left during the recruiting dinner, took another job, and never came back yeah <laughs> that um, happened tommy yeah. texas Tumperville Tumperville Tumperville. Did uh, nobody sure. nobody cried for shit on that but yeah, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> the other thing i wanted to kind of get back on Lincoln riley before i kind of went off on a tangent um i think it's also so he inherited the ou program um yeah given a very very good job and good yeah. for him for being in that position and taking care of it honestly yep um I think he kind of like I mentioned earlier with Sonny Cumbie, coaches just have this um, some something about them. They want want a challenge. Um, they want the next challenge. I mean, you've seen it with Urban Meyer so many, so many times. Um, and it's also he gets to go build his own legacy and rebuild a program. Yep. And it's on him and his name. You know, no one is ever doubting yeah. that. Oh, Lincoln Riley is not a good coach, but yes, he was given a top five top 10 oklahoma program that had been good for so long under stoops and then they were able to dominate in the big 12 for so long since he was here um but he he part of it too but he go to la to usc in the pac-12 and you've seen what Pete carroll has done there i mean they they're a legacy type program he gets to go build his own legacy there now
1: yeah, what was it? What 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 was the little scandal that USC had where, where it kinda uh made them ineligible for a couple of years? Like a,
2: uh Reggie Bush made money somehow. I don't know. Something
1: like that, right? <laughs> something I, stupid. I, it was dumb, but that, that's kind of what started the downfall of USC for a while there and what, what kind of separated them for <laughs> yeah. so long. And yeah, so, and then
0: Pete Carroll goes to the NFL and they right. haven't been able to replace him since. hmm
1: And and that's kind of the the it's it's a smart move for them and uh, I'm I'm excited to see how this plays out. Uh yeah. cuz again uh I I think of the Pac-12 a uh, it's it, there's a reason why they're kind of considered like the bottom of the Power 5. Like like Oh
0: for it's sure. It's un, it's untapped potential out there. Yeah. Everybody knows California has tons of amazing athletes that can Cal- you yeah. can oh, if you yeah. can recruit that, you can build on that. You're going to have a powerhouse just like the Reggie Bush, Matt Liner ears. Like yep. that team was good. A professional team yep. playing in LA. Like you can have that he atmosphere. Gets. He again. recruited
2: California to the max. Yeah. You couldn't get any other guys. They were telling stories today that people would show up from, they'd be at these high school football games in California wearing, you know, Michigan or Florida shirts and they would just laugh like, dude, mm-hmm. you're not getting them past us. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And now it's, definitely been a wide open state
1: he, he's he's yep. enough of a name to draw and keep all the talent from California there and
0: yeah. uh and there's all the quarterbacks that he's developed like that that's going to lure some of those kids in And Um, I mean, it's just, it's just the opportunity that's just nobody's taken advantage of. And a lot of that is USC's fault to their own on their hires. Yep. But I think, like for them, they nailed this one. This was a great hire for them. And Lincoln, this is a great opportunity. So, yeah. And also, it fucks OU. So,
2: (laughs) and now where does OU go? I don't, I don't have a clue. Uh, Uh, Yeah. They have some guys pinned down. But but... they don't,
0: they don't
1: have anybody to, to go like they did from, what was it stoops uh-uh. to to lincoln riley uh-uh. right yeah uh, like yeah, they don't they Arizona don't have they don't have anybody to hand the kings of the ground, keys of like, the
2: kingdom not over to even two. baylor yeah so it's like that's the first name i would think but he's not so there's funny.
0: like and they like brent venables who was the dc back when bob Stoops was there his names kind of surfaced the funny tweet we and we have to bring this up as a oh, texas yeah. tech pod oh and yes thank you for hater me. pod <laughs> there was the tweet from Adam Schefter, and this was clearly just to just to get you know, hey, Cliff needs that extension or whatever. Oh, but yeah. there was the Oklahoma's targeting Cliff Kingsbury as a candidate for the head coaching position, and I was just everybody <laughs> collectively from Tech was just like, wait, what? Like, that'd uh, be that'd be so dumb. I mean, it's when you not, he openly
2: it's... admitted he hated recruiting and doing yeah. public appearances mm-hmm. at his previous job at Texas Tech.
0: <laughs> God. you don't want to hire um, him to do that same job go ahead do so, it you like
1: next one to kind of talk a little bit less about but you know still still is a big move is is Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for LSU uh LSU they they fire their 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 natty winning coach after after two bad seasons well one and a half bad seasons we'll say but he wins them a natty he's the most Cajun person I think I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Yeah. And and my dad is from from Lafayette, went to LSU. Like, the, this is my family in blood, and they fire Obergone, and I think he's the most Cajun person I've ever seen in my life. And they fire him. After he wins them, like this, I cannot believe that they let him go. I do not care. You win if, – if you win Texas Tech a natty, like, you're at Texas Tech for the next 10 years. Yeah. That easy that fucking like not not an easy uh accomplishment build you a
0: statue fuck like, yeah we're getting would. this close good
1: god and so <laughs> unless you go to like our most hated rival uh even then still like you'd be like oh okay well he got us a natty he's fine he gets a pass um so lsu obviously trying to make trying to make a push here they they get Notre dame's coach Notre dame is currently sitting number six in the nation 11 and one and they're kind of uh, on the outside looking into that top four and hopefully getting a bid for themselves. But uh, unless there's some sort of big turmoil with Cincinnati and Alabama, uh, not looking very likely. But uh, Brian Kelly to LSU, uh, any thoughts on this move? Uh, any Anybody?
2: Yep, I have anybody? a lot of good thoughts. Oh, go yeah. I think go. it's a great move for him as well. Go. Um, I think the fact that – I mean LSU's won two national championships with their last two coaches. Um, I guess three for three, maybe if I'm not wrong. There, Uh, Saban, yeah, 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 Um, Uh, yeah. And you could probably argue less miles, yeah, yeah, less miles. That besides Saban, like Brian Kelly's the second best coach out of those four guys. Like, yeah, Coach O could recruit the hell out of it, but Brian Kelly's a better football coach. And if you've kind of looked at lsu in the last 10 15 20 years those kids in that state are very loyal to staying at lsu yeah we just talked about usc losing the grip on california and texas kind of did the same thing with our state here um lsu is very good at recruiting their own state and not letting kids go and they have a huge talent pool which we've been able to see over the years um even through coaching changes they haven't really struggled they go up and down sure that's a lot of just their recruits, they get NFL talent and they got to leave. I think Brian Kelly saw that he's been at Notre Dame 12 or 13 years and became the winningest coach they've ever had. That's also never won a national championship, but it's also a very unique job that has very high expectations. That's very hard to recruit to with academic restrictions. You're also in a cold weather, like landlocked location um, and quite frankly, kids don't care about the history of Notre Dame and the gold helmets and that. crap. Very thing. true. Like they care about organs, sick ass uniforms every week, way more than go- that gold helmet that Notre Dame has like, <laughs> and so it's not about that and the history and the allure of what Notre Dame used to be. Um, he's done a great and amazing job there. And I think he can do a great job. At LSU, he sees it as which is the better route to a national championship. In it, the it's uh,
1: kind and of a, had
2: a hard time competing at the highest level at Notre Dame, even though he's been close. But he sees it as a better opportunity to get to that point at LSU.
1: Kind of, kind of to tap in on that a little bit. These kids don't give a damn about legacy anymore, Like Like, no. let's be honest, because like uh, to to kind of cross cross sport a little bit here. You ask about fifty kids under the age of eighteen who's the best <laughs> basketball player of all time, and how many of them are going to say LeBron James?
0: Yeah, that's not, men- not now they'll say Steph. Yeah, but but but, but you know Steph's what I mean? Like
1: like yeah. none of them are bringing up MJ, which is the actual main point. There is that none of them are bringing up MJ. We can go on that discussion a separate time, but it's like they don't give a shit about anything more than 10 years ago 15 years ago
0: they care about what's going to get them to where they They care about their own legacy right and so like
1: so so the very very good point with that dustin which is they don't they don't care about that gold helmet with the with the navy blue like what's going to get them their best chance at going to the nfl or getting spotlight or getting any and if you're not going to be an nfl player getting some kind of like a some kind of personal little sponsorship deal where you're making a little bit of money. Um, Brooks. I mean, what's your take on this
0: move? What's your take on Brian Kelly to LSU? I agree with a lot of what Dustin said there. LSU is a top five job. I think there's like five schools that are worth it. And LSU is one of those, because look at again, what I said, them at their best national championship, Notre Dame at their best. And what's been Mm -hmm. at their best with Brian Kelly is like, you can get there. But then you get blown out like you're not winning a championship with them. And he made a great point that academic standards there are pretty high. And now he gets to go recruit without those standards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, man, like he he could he has the potential to create another beast. And that's what LSU is looking for. And he's looking for that opportunity to bring him a national championship. And he's going to get 15 million dollars a year. So uh sign me up for that, yep. every time, yeah, but you know how he did it, yeah, questionable, uh sending mm-hmm. a text uh sh- having all your players yeah. show up at Let's seven a.m and then leaving, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty asshole move uh there was a story today that uh coach Lafleur for the you know who's Ooh, the head coach of the, the packers and and the head coach of the jets um Mm-hmm. Showed up to a party thinking that they were like invite invited to the party. They were grad assistants They're, at the time for him when he was at um, oh well Central Michigan. Yeah, and instead he just had them work the party. He, he, like y'all had to shovel snow and take oh, everybody, be valet of for course. everybody, and all this stuff. What? And so yeah, there's a lot of reports coming out that Brian Kelly's just an asshole. And hey, assholes win. So. <laughs> Um, well, I mean,
2: hold on, let's talk about that, because I like that point. I mean, we just had two high-profile coaches leave for two high-profile jobs in similar but very different ways, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. Lincoln Riley just straight up left, got on a plane, went to L.A. And he, he was doing similar things that Brian Kelly kind of did. I mean, he was telling – there was a D-lineman that tweeted out, because I guess one of the kids was like, Oh, yeah, he told us we're going to be the Mecca of college football and that D-line. Reply, dude, he told us that last week, too. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, lo- loyalty is whatever. Like, they got a better job, they left, kind, fine. Well, Now, the whole 10-minute meeting at 7 in the morning also yeah. is, is stupid, but I get like, oh, he wanted to say bye or whatever. If you're one of those kids, you don't have to go to that meeting. Yeah. <laughs> says who the coach is leaving screw that don't go <laughs>
1: you, you know i,
0: I think I, that's what i would i would be like yeah i'm not showing up at 7 a.m to say goodbye no. No. um <laughs> so, so what, what What we can kind of assume
1: is if brian kelly was was born uh let's say 20 years later uh he would break up via text mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure is that dude.
2: Who, who cares? <laughs> um, and then try right. to meet
1: with you afterwards to explain himself. <laughs> yeah. So and then leave. Two just, minutes leave. Later. <laughs> just leave. Just leave. <dude>. That's it. <laughs> so uh, next part that we're gonna t- kind of touch base on a little bit here. Again, there's plenty to be discussing here, but uh, is going to be the the college football playoffs, um, and and kind of how that's shaping up. If you didn't catch it, that was an amazing football game between Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, in the snow, hard fought, ground and pound, and 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 high scoring, like so not your traditional football, but it had touches of traditional, like just slugfest. And Michigan, that was their jam. Like uh, OS uh, o- Ohio State was not ready to be smashed in the mouth all day, and Michigan had the running game to do it. Not to mention, I believe it snows more. Per year in ann arbor than it does uh at ohio state and so that was just their complete element uh (laughs) good god um but uh did y'all get a chance to watch this game at all like a phenomenal showing uh uh,
2: yeah michigan ran it up their ass all day fucking
1: amazing like great football game to watch it was
2: old school harbaugh stanford type yeah michigan is what they did
0: uh just yeah good for Their running back had five touchdowns, uh, so that's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Is that good? Um, Did I break it? But it was fun to watch Michigan get that win, and boy, Mm -hmm. did they celebrate it um, as they should. It's been like 10 years since they beat them, and it's Mm the first time Harbaugh's beat them. But it gives Michigan, like all they got to do is go beat Iowa this weekend. They're in the college football playoff, which is what they brought Harbaugh in to do and they have their opportunity right here knocking on the door. Yeah. Um
1: so so yeah, that that's the next step for Michigan, beat Iowa and then that they'll they'll have their really? their guaranteed foot in New the New color in
2: the playoffs. Woohoo, blue and yellow.
1: Finally. Yeah. Um yes. <laughs> Um so I think uh the the next kind of thing to kind of look at here, I mean, obviously it's going to be the the SEC Championship to kind of look at a little bit, which is oh. Georgia, Alabama, uh, that's going to be a big game. And, and it's like, if Georgia loses, they stay top four. If Bama loses, they're out. Uh, and, and so it's kind of, it's kind of a little bit riding on that, especially if you're Cincinnati and Oklahoma state, because Cincinnati, uh, they, they have that, uh, that Houston game coming up. And if they don't, if they don't have a convincing win over Houston, uh, there's a shot that, that, uh, if Oklahoma state dominates Baylor, uh, Maybe. they might, they might get kicked out of that. Uh, I, I've seen it happen before. Uh, but, but what, what is y'all's, uh, I guess, uh, Brooks start with your thoughts on this. Uh, what, what is your opinions on how these, how the top four is going to be shaping up for this season?
0: Well, if Alabama loses and Alabama gets in, I'll be pissed. I'll be upset with that. Yeah. Like I don't get irrationally upset about any of these things, mainly because the team that I support is never nowhere near these things. So Mm -hmm. I don't really – why would I give a damn? But Alabama barely survived against the Auburn team that had a quarterback that was on one fucking leg. And they should have lost that game, but their dumbass running back ran out of bounds. If he lands in bounds, Alabama doesn't come back. Alabama doesn't win that game. They also barely survived against Arkansas. They lost to a who's not that great of a team. So if Georgia goes in and handles them, there's no way that they should be in the playoff. As for Cincinnati, like just handle business. Oklahoma State, you've got, you know, this is your opportunity to get in there if you want to. Um, but what I'm looking at is that possibility of two teams from the new Big 12 being in the college football playoff with Cincinnati and Oklahoma state. I'd uh, be kind of yeah. like, I'd be kind of cool. I'd be yep. kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, Cincinnati handle business. Go be Houston. Come on, Georgia. Like let's fucking let's do this. Georgia. We're all behind you. <laughs> like everybody wants to see Alabama lose this week and not make it to the playoff. And, and I'm right there with them.
1: I, I, I'm I'm there. I want to see it, too. I want to see Bama out. I'm tired of it. Like, I'm sorry, but you've had a good 15-year run.
0: Uh, But if it goes the way that, like, so if Alabama loses and and Georgia handles them, Oklahoma State handles Baylor pretty well and Cincinnati does their job, uh, it would probably be Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma State would jump, get that three spot, and then Cincinnati would either hang in and get that four, or then they throw in maybe Notre Dame. They can't throw in Notre Dame. I don't Dame. think That'd Notre be...
2: Dame gets in. I think it's between yeah. these five teams um, unless Michigan loses, Cincinnati loses, like unless just chaos happens. Right, like, yeah. You have five teams and we're going to end up with four.
1: I think uh, everybody in that top five controls their own destiny right now. Um, but, um, I mean, Dustin, what's your take on this? What are, what are you thinking, man? What are you feeling I out of this?
2: I just hope that Cincinnati doesn't have to play Georgia – in that first matchup, because I think it's what the college football playoff wants because they're like, all right, y'all begged for us to put a group of five in. Okay, we'll put them against Georgia, one of the most dominating teams we've seen in the last 10 years, and they're going to get smoked. Yeah. And then the college football playoffs going to be like, well, this is why we don't put group of five in here.
0: Did you get my stat I sent you, Dustin?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't what know if I pulled up, but the Georgia only had like, 80 some points scored on them this year and even if you double that they're still the second best scoring defense the fuck. Like that.
0: no they're still the best scoring defense oh, yeah, the second uh, best team has like 183 on them and seven. georgia's scored had like 80 points scored on them so if you still double what's been scored on them this year they're still the best scoring defense
2: Yeah, that's, in that's just what i hope like whatever shakes out i've i i think the i think alabama the coolest... georgia deal it's going to get interesting if alabama loses by three like in the last minute and then of course oh does alabama get blah 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 i just hope cincinnati doesn't get to face georgia and get smashed
1: i i think if if georgia wins against bama we'll 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 see that i think it'll just shift up i don't think Notre dame is going to be able to jump we've seen that story play out and it wasn't pretty uh, I'm Unless good
2: Unless Oklahoma State screws it up Cincinnati screws it up and yeah. issue, you know, if some, Like we said, chaos needs to happen for that, that to uh, right
1: That's assuming everybody Handles their business outside of that game um,
0: That would be crazy Because then you'd have Notre Dame going into the playoffs Without their head coach <laughs> Fuck, right? <laughs> or do oh, you think you'd be like Actually, I'll come back and coach <laughs> I'm going to stick around
2: for a few <laughs> weeks, guys you know, See y'all 7 a couple things- in the morning
0: I left more. a couple things in my office. <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. Right. <laughs> Should like, uh, I leave this here?
1: Um, so that, that kind of, uh, to wrap up this little bit of segment here, uh, obviously we are a, 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 big 12 based podcast. And so we do need to place our shot bet. We have the, uh, big 12 championship game. We did it last year too, I think. Uh, that was our shot bet. And, uh, we have, uh, this year Baylor, versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma, a five-point favorite. State. Or Oklahoma State, sorry. My bad. Correct that. This is a couple beers in. Um, but uh, Baylor versus Oklahoma State at a five-point favorite. Um, I do you, do you want me to go first? So that we can pick off of that.
2: I already have it written down. I'm taking Oklahoma State. I just think they've been more dominant and consistent um, And Baylor has
1: yeah Uh, I'm in the same boat I I think that they win more than by more than five because I think that they know that with them being the number five uh going into going into this uh conference championship week that they they need to make a statement if they're gonna try and break into that top four so I think that they win more by more than five uh Brooks what are you feeling over there
0: yeah I agree um just everything I saw last week I wasn't super impressed by Baylor um, we don't know their quarterback situation either. Uh, this game and Oklahoma State's defense has is, is just been, good. you know, pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, despite some lapses against Oklahoma, but uh, Baylor's offense isn't anywhere near the caliber that Oklahoma's is. So. Uh, I'll take Oklahoma state with you guys in this one, which means Baylor will probably win <laughs> since we just mortal locked, Right. State.
1: <laughs> uh, we've, we've, we've had a triple win. We've had, we, uh, we've had a couple triple wins. Um, yeah, yeah. So that wraps up the, the NCAA discussion. We, we just kind of wanted to touch base on that. A lot of craziness going on over there. Definitely wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit because it does impact uh, the podcast and, and the, the uh, our favorite school, Texas tech, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand this over to Dustin now so we can talk a little bit of NFL football with you guys. Are you ready for football? All right, Dustin, take it away, man.
2: All right, it's time for our favorite recap segment, the time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your NFL team week 12 recap. We're What's... still at a minute and 24 seconds for our recap from Let's week one. let victory. go. <laughs> All right, I'm giving it to you first, so I hope you're ready.
1: Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I did not have my timer ready. That was one thing I did not pull up. All right. I think I'm good to go.
2: All right. Give yourself a countdown whenever you're ready. All right. 24 with no no interruptions and discussion from us.
1: Cool. All right. So, going in three, two, one, and starting. All right. So, uh, I'm going to probably steal somebody's here and say... Uh, it's panic button time for the Cowboys. Injuries have plagued this team, have hurt them, in my opinion. Uh, I just think that like this team, uh, from the start of the season, while healthy, while they have everybody on the field, is top five in the NFL. Now Hands down, they are they are one of the top five rosters in the NFL, but they have been that way for the last five years, but yet they still put out a a, a riveting eight and eight season almost every single year. Unfortunately for them, their division likes to also put out eight and eight seasons. And so they just kind of end up coming out on top. But the issue with being so top heavy is what we're seeing right now. You have, you know, five to 10 players that you're paying most of the money to. And here's what ends up happening. You start kind of losing games. Once the injury bugs start hitting you halfway through the season. Uh, rough game for them this last weekend against the Raiders. I, I thought that they were hands down a better roster, hands down a better team, even with the injuries and 36, 33 is the outcome. And they're now sitting at seven and four whenever they were looking like America's hottest team, not just America's team. And so I, I, I have a hard time, uh, saying that they're the best ones. Oh, I went over. All right. That's it. Bye.
2: Yeah, you took the timer off the screen. So. I forgot. But it was,
1: it was oh, 1. was on 7. I lost.
0: You lost. You didn't complete the combat. That's
1: it. All right. So so that whole <laughs> statement is null and void. Cowboys are great. You lost. Cowboys go are great.
2: Go Reset that timer so Brooks can get his in.
1: All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to keep it on it. All right. Ready, Brooks? See the flex? See the, see the shake off? Yeah, let's go. Going in three, two, one,
0: go. All right, I'm going to talk about the hottest team in football. And it's a team that we haven't talked about in a long time because they started off the year one and seven, but they've won four straight. The Miami Dolphins. (laughs) I'm just kidding about them being the hottest team in the league, but they have won four straight, which right now is pretty tough to do considering every team loses like every other week. But they are five and seven. They're creeping into that in the hunt graphic. And guess what they got next? The Giants and the Jets. They could be seven and seven in two weeks and firmly in a position where they can make the playoffs. The team that we wrote off at one and seven, Tua was, you know, out there playing their backup quarterback. It just looked dysfunctional. One of the worst teams, one of the worst seasons that you could have predicted, especially me and Dustin. We had them in the playoffs, but here they are creeping back. Tua starting to look pretty decent. They handled the Panthers with ease last week. Um, so maybe they're a team. They're figuring out Jaden Waddle, Jalen Waddle. Well, there you can hear the three shots coming up. But uh the Miami Dolphins creeping back into the hunt after these next two weeks against the Giants seconds. and Jets. If they handle their business, they could be firmly in the mix to make a playoffs after a one and seven start, which would be incredible. So Dolphins watch.
2: Boom. Dolphins watch.
1: And and I think second week in a row, Brooks. It's 123 in milliseconds
2: nice just throwing it up at the end man
0: yeah, clock like, in my head boom maybe.
1: he already knew uh I felt the pressure and 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 fair to to your point uh i think temperature wise i i think miami is maybe one or number one or number two as far as like the hottest temperature city in, in the NFL, I think Arizona might have a, yeah, might have cool something to say. Winter
2: comes and it gets cold down there. It's, it's not, not that bad in Miami.
1: Are you kidding? That? I'll be out there in shorts. <laughs> all right, Dustin, your turn.
2: Go ahead and give me a clock. And Count
0: that's down. hard to do after three shots.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cut yourself off. It's very difficult. Uh, <laughs> all
1: right. Um, birthday Brooks having to monitor himself. Uh, Dustin, you ready? Yeah. All right. All right. Going in three, two, one, go.
2: Let kind of touch base on a couple things you guys both brought up. One, the Cowboys do not need to hit the panic button. They just need to stay afloat for the next couple weeks while they get through some injuries and some COVID stuff going around the building. They still have a two-game lead in the crappy NFC East, but I do love the way the end of the schedule works out for all these NFC East teams to clash and play each other some of them multiple times. That makes it fun for a really good division matchups, especially with Washington starting to heat up, kind of like they did last year. Um, but in the entire NFC, we have all but two teams still in in the hunt. Graphics of playoff race: <laughs> the Lions and the Seahawks are the technically the elements out of it right now. But of course, watch the Seahawks like try to go on a run just because they can and just mess things up. You got the Niners getting hot. The Cardinals are still hot. Rams and Cowboys, eh? Packers look hard again. Bucks look like the Bucks again. NFC's looking loaded. Um, and then my last point, I just want to make a hilarious point. y'all see the Cam Newton stat line from last week? Five for twenty-one for 92 yards and two picks. Ten seconds. <laughs> I'm done. That was
1: All it. Right. All right. And mic drop on that <laughs> one. Oh.
0: Best ending to the segment. Yet. I think that might have been. Five for, 21.
2: five for 21. for 92 and two picks. <laughs> Good
0: God.
1: Yikes. I'm back. He was. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right? Not no, you're
0: not.
1: Well, uh, technically, he is back because he did
0: this before he left.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> this
1: is yeah. what he was. He, he should have said, I'm back after that performance. That's when he should have said it. Uh, all right. Let's Dustin, get into- keep going.
2: We- 13 games got some big games cowboys playing again on thursday night we just mentioned them twice in that last segment so cowboys are four point favorites versus saints cowboys got a lot of some lingering injuries some concussions and then a lot of covid stuff going around the building as well mike mccarthy is out for this game so the former atlanta falcons yeah yeah Backwards hat, Dan Quinn, who will be the head coach, defense coordinator for the Cowboys now. Um, and also for the Saints, Taysom Hill may be back. So there's also an interesting wrinkle there. Um, Brooks, are you worried about the Cowboys in this game?
0: I don't think I'm necessarily worried like you i'm not hitting the panic button because you look at that raiders game there was a lot of i mean the officials made their presence known and boy we know i i don't really ever talk about professional officials it's usually the college game because you know that's where the teams that i support they affect the most but boy did they have an effect in that game um and so that and then on top of the fact they didn't have their top two receivers Zeke wasn't fully healthy Uh, there's a lot of things like offensively about the team that weren't clicking and so I'm not going to panic on that fact because they're going to get those guys back eventually and that offense is going to get back to what we've seen the thing that I would maybe panic on a little bit is the defense the defense got cooked a lot in that game and while you could agree or disagree on a lot of those pass interference calls there still was decent contact on pretty much every single one of those so those are some concerns that definitely like reared their head uh in that game that i would be a little concerned on and while like i i'm not concerned about the cowboys a whole lot the team that needs this game more is the saints right now Mm -hmm. they if they want to stay in that in the mix in in that graphic they need to win this game uh, against the Cowboys team that's got these injury problems, that's got COVID, that's like struggling to get back from that. This is a chance to like maybe take advantage on them and try to get a win here. Meanwhile, the Cowboys, you don't necessarily need this one. Uh, I mean, it would obviously help. I think you're kind of out of that first seed mix yeah. that you thought you were in a couple weeks ago. So now you're just trying to, hey, can we win the division? Um, let's get everybody right. Let's get everybody healthy. So I think that's the mode that you they should be in. Uh, but you know it, to this one to me is kind of a toss-up because i could okay. see the saints going all out to try to win this one to try to stay in the mix but i could see the cowboys being like hey let's get right this week and and get things back on track
2: okay Arley, how do you feel about this one?
1: um brooks making a good point on this being more important for the saints uh, like i had said uh, the cowboys division does give them a cushion uh, they are still the best team in that division, but they're not the Super Bowl threat at the moment. I don't feel like they are. That I felt like they were a month ago, two months ago. Like, uh, like even me, I, I I love to rag on the Cowboys. I really, honestly do, just because I I I, I think that they're they're the most talked about eight and eight team or five hundred team of all time. Uh, <laughs> I, I really I, – I don't – I mean, I understand how they do it, but still. uh, But I really did think about a month ago that this was probably the best Cowboys team that we've seen in the last almost 20, 25 years since their 90s runs. And so I thought that they were that big of a threat. But, again, like I would said, being top-heavy enough, uh, you get one or two of those top-heavy injuries or top top-heavy players out or slow or anything. Like, Zeke is not Zeke. Uh, he, he's not looking like he should be, uh, they're going to make the playoffs, but are they going to make some noise in there? I'm losing confidence about that weekly.
2: Yeah. I think the biggest injury, go ahead, Brooks. What do you want? I I was going
0: to say, like, if anything, I mean, you're out without your two best receivers. I thought offensively Kellen Moore had a really questionable game up until kind of the end. I thought offensively he called a game that was really conservative. And then mm-hmm. when they needed to put the pressure on, that offense was really hard for the Raiders to stop. Yeah, And you were playing with Michael Gallup as your number one receiver, Cedric Wilson as your number two. Yeah. Some dude who looks like CD Lamb as your number three. Never heard of <laughs> and, him. And they were still able to move the ball when they needed to. So that's why I don't really – have a whole lot of concern I, I, I think Kellen Moore could have amped it up a little bit more at the start and I think they would have won that game but I, I don't know what Kellen Moore was doing there was a lot of times where I was like man he knows I need Michael Gallup to have a great fantasy day and he's trying to fuck me that's what I thought
2: <laughs> I think the biggest injury concern I mean we we should get CD Lamb back we'll see um, still don't know about i um...
0: heard Amari's is supposed to be out
2: Mari's probably out but the biggest injury concern is always tyron smith that offense and that offensive line is always so much better when he's out there and yeah. so that's always the biggest concern to me and the biggest thing i'm looking for but i'm i'm kind of with you Brooks. i think it's more of a toss-up game i don't know if you can favor the cowboys as much with all these injuries depending on see who's out there yeah all right, so we didn't give y'all just say, I don't know in that segment. We We're getting better. kind of some answers, and then an I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if, if I had to pick a winner, I still think Dallas wins this, but it's not going to be by much. Uh, I think the spread is pretty fair.
2: All right, so let's move over. We've got a lot of AFC games coming up that are really good. Bengals are the dominating win over the Steelers. Maybe they're kind of hitting their stride again. Um, the Chargers, I feel like they always struggle against the Broncos. Um, maybe it's Vic Fangio. Maybe it's just both those teams, how they match up. I don't know. Um, Arlie, how are you feeling about this? Are the Bengals back, or should we worry, be worried about the Chargers?
1: Um, so we need to just make a t-shirt, man. We really do. You're just
2: you were gonna
1: say, I don't know. No. I was gonna say Chargers are gonna charge her. So you oh. know what they're gonna do? They're gonna win this game. Hell yeah. They're gonna win this game against the the the, <laughs> the now spotlight Bengals again for, for for some reason. Not no for with good reason. They they've they've had some very good wins. Um but and the the dominance over Pittsburgh, but they're they're kind of half of who they are. But I expect the Chargers to win this one and, and make you kind of just just dip a little bit into the hope tray on, on their side you're gonna be like oh you know chargers might be able to do this you're right you're right uh, yeah, justin herbert's really uh coming out you coming out this year and then just next week after that the will they'll they'll lose by 20 points again for no reason <laughs> after leading in the half like uh i i think chargers win this game but the the Bengals are looking a little bit better overall
2: all right Brooks. you think the chargers are gonna keep charging
0: this is the perfect I don't know game, really. <laughs> uh, you're kind of right. You're yeah. told. Totally. I mean, these are two teams that we have uh, both at one point in this season thought, wow, this is a great team. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then this is also a team. <laughs> both teams that we have thought, like, wow, this is a disaster. <laughs> like, right. what is happening right have. now? Um It's tough to pick on this one. Like, I mean, I feel like this is about as even a matchup as it can. Both of these teams jockeying for playoff position. I was really disappointed at what the Chargers did last weekend. I I thought that they should have handled the Broncos, but yet they lose to Teddy Bridgewater and this team that got destroyed by the Eagles. Like, I I, I can't figure out what this Chargers team is. And I, I think we've gotten more understanding of what the Bengals are. And I think, like, if the Bengals want to be that team that's going to have a shot at making the playoffs um, with this offense, with Joe Burrow, with Jamar Chase, they've got a good ground game with Joe Mixon. Chargers can't defend the run. Like, this is a game you have to win, I think, in my opinion, especially at home. And so I'm really kind of looking at them in this game. Yeah. Not that I think that they're going to go out and win, but I'm thinking, like, if you want to be a team that's going to compete for the playoffs, this is a huge opportunity for you to prove that, and you know, but, yeah, either team could win this one. <laughs> this, is a, this is a
2: sweet, sweet uniform matchup game. Oh, yeah. Is what I'm looking forward to. Like, you got one of the best logos and uniforms in the chargers. You got probably the best football helmet out there in that sick bangles tigers helmet so we'll, i just can't wait to see what they're wearing on sunday
0: and when you can't when you don't want to say i don't know that's where you go the you, they, they yeah. don't know
2: i care more about uniforms uh, than most games are they doing color rush
0: i don't know if it was orange and black versus the powder blues oh, oh. that'd be sick I would love it. I'd love to jersey porn. Jersey <laughs> porn. Jersey porn is a thing. <laughs> Fuck.
2: So, moving along, a couple other teams that are up and down. Ravens had a four-interception game last week and still pulled off a win. Um, and the Steelers had a very fluttering game last week against the Bengals. I feel like they just kind of keep hanging around this uh, this season. Um, who do I have this one on? Oh, this one's Brooks. Brooks, you feel like the Ravens can just keep pulling out these close games somehow?
0: I do, and mainly because this week they're playing a team that I don't think can keep it up anymore. It's the Steelers. Nice. I think they've, like, stayed around. You know, they've won a couple games that I don't think they should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why they're still on this in-the-mix hunt. But mm-hmm. I think I think it's finally, like, run its course I think teams have figured him out. They're having their own injury issues. TJ Watt's yeah. supposed to be out. He's on the COVID list, I think, this week. Um, And if you don't have him, you don't have the defense that makes the Steelers competitive in these games. Right. And Lamar can throw four interceptions, and they can still beat you. <laughs> um, Ever since we crowned Lamar the MVP, he's kind of been... Uh, playing like shit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like adds to you know, like the curse that this podcast apparently has on teams. But I, I, I they're just overall the better team, and the Steelers' season is slowly fading away. So uh, I, I expect the Ravens to go in there, handle this one. It might be close. Um, the Ravens tend to play in close games, but yeah. I think. You know they have the quarterback that I trust to get them through the finish line and win this one. Or
2: right, you think Steelers can keep it close with the Ravens?
0: Uh, close, but they're not going to win. Uh,
1: the last two teams we talk about were their last two games, and they lost both of those. Uh, I I don't think that they, I don't think that. Uh, well, damn it! This is the year where the Steelers would pull something like that off. <laughs> Like, like, let's be honest, all right? Uh, like, I, I, I want to go into this confidently, and be like, yes, the Ravens will dominate the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend, and that, that's <laughs> just, just, just drop the, <laughs> drop the hammer on it. And then this is the year. You know what? I, I, I think Pittsburgh wins this one. Fuck it. Yeah. It's gonna be the year wow. that this happens, because, let, us let, be honest though, Lamar Jackson, MVP, what was early MVP? But, fifteen touchdowns to twelve interceptions.
0: Uh, go, go ahead, Brooks. Can we put a shot bet redemption on this for Arlie here? He's saying the Steelers are going to win this game. Yeah. The Steelers, as an underdog, Arlie, if the Steelers win this game, I will take two shots off your shot bet that yeah. you owe. Okay. Yeah. If they owe.
2: That's fair. All right. Wait. Side shot, bet. <laughs> uh, shot but, bet. But, but let's be honest, though. This is the
1: year where the Steelers would win this game. Like, like everything is pointing to the directions of Baltimore taking this Ending nine and ending up nine and three right now, and and this would be the type of game that the Steelers pull off at home. Ravens a little bit uh, uh, turnover happy. Uh, fuck, yeah. Let's just say it. We're we're gonna send that. I think Steelers win this game. This is the year to happen. All right,
2: already right, got a shot at redemption in there. I'm more on along the lines with Brooks and Man. the Ravens. This is also the time we saw last year that. The Steelers got exposed for being frauds. They started yep. to get some injuries on their defense. Their offense couldn't hang anymore. They're looking way more like that team at that point of the year, just like this year. Yeah. I have very little faith in them to win almost any game, but especially in the long run. So so you're still sticking with that?
0: Okay. But I will – if they lose, you don't have to take any. You don't have to add any shots. This is just like your full bet. All right. On that, if they win, we will remove two shot bets from your total, which is like cool. really high. So you still have a lot of uh, shots. Yeah, that's not that's that not bet.
1: helping much. And, and let's <laughs> really be honest, high. there's a good chance I earn those right back. So, uh, you oh, know what? Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, let's move Uh, on. We've got two more games to cover. We've got Broncos, Chiefs, and Patriots, Bills Monday night. Broncos, Chiefs. Broncos got a surprising upset win against the Chargers. Um, And the Chiefs are coming off a bye week. They were looking good going into the bye and are a 10-point favorite in this game. Brooks, you feeling real confident about the Chiefs?
0: I'm not sure what to think about the Broncos on this one because they have had – a hell of a roller coaster of weeks here. They dominate the Cowboys and we're like, okay. And then they get blown out by the Eagles and we're like, okay. (laughs) And then they beat the Chargers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it's just like this like weird ass season that they continue to have that they're still here in the mix this late in the season. Every time they, you know, could be potentially falling out, they find a way to win. Meanwhile, you got the Chiefs, who have seemingly figured it out, um, have won four straight, putting themselves at seven and four, top of their division, um, a chance here to maybe still get the one seed in the AFC. And so, yeah, um, I think the Chiefs should win this one. Like, if they're the Chiefs team that we expect them to be at the end of the season, like, they should win this game. There's nothing about the Broncos' offense that scares me. The D- Bronco's defense, it feels like it just depends on the week. If they're having a good time, they can shut any offense down. If they're not, they're going to let the Eagles run it up on you. Like like they're just a team that I don't really know what to expect from. I believe more in the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have figured it out. I think they're going to use this bye. They got healthy um, during this week. And I expect them to kind of shape into the playoff form as the season goes. And so – I think the chiefs got this one.
2: Yeah. How are you feeling about this? Good about the chiefs?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat. I think the chiefs are just a more uh, well-rounded team actually. Uh, Cause if we're talking defensively, they tend to go actually toe to toe. Chiefs are allowing a little bit more pass yards, uh, but they're, they're, they're very even. So offensively on the other side of the ball is where the chiefs are shining. Uh, so you're, you're going to kind of basically just, just see the chiefs do what they do, which is outgun people, uh, not by, by like some large score line, but what they're going to do is, is run out the clock and keep these long drives alive and, and just keep the ball away from anybody else, not giving them a chance to come back. Uh, so I, I don't see the Broncos winning this one. And, uh, I think a 10 point spread honestly is a fair, very fair spread.
2: Yeah, we had the Chiefs starting to get rolling with four straight wins going into their bye, and Andy Reid is 19-3 and coming off the bye, so he's really good at coaching that team up after a bye week and with the guys he has with them. I would kind of expect this to be a coming-out type game and for the Chiefs to blow them out.
0: All right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a performance that they need. We haven't really seen that from them in a while. They've won these games, but uh, like their offense hasn't been like anything that we expect. So like if you expect them to be a team that's going to compete for a championship, I would hope that their offense goes out there and has a good day. But their defense has been playing well recently as as well. So so that's the other thing that like you got to remember is They've got all their guys back and healthy. Chris Jones matters a lot to them, and his health and he's healthy. Frank so. Clark
2: matters, Big Thomas. Frank well. Clark Matthew matters. Bond, yeah.
0: Tyron Matthew matters. Daniel Sorensen matters when he's on the sideline. And so they have a
2: really good cornerback. But I can't remember his name. All of a sudden.
0: Lejarius Need.
2: That wasn't it. Um, but sure, maybe he matters too. <laughs> he can matter. All right, last game, shot bet, Monday Night Football, a matchup in the AFC East that we've all been waiting for. The Bills thought it was their time this year, and then the Patriots are like, no, 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 we're not done. Patriots look like the hottest team in football and are rolling. Um, Brooks, who do you see in this AFC matchup, AFC East matchup?
0: This is an exciting Monday night football game. Yeah, really good. Um, feels, <clears throat> feels like it's been a while since we've had a, a really important Monday night football game, but yeah, this has division implications. This has playoff seating implications. This is the new guard coming for the old guard. Now the old guard is the new guard. Coming. It's <laughs> just like everything on this game. It, it's super exciting. Um, both you know, the Patriots, I feel like, are the team that I might trust a little bit more right now. Uh, the Bills have had some weeks that I just can't really understand, like, how they lost to the Jaguars. Yeah. I uh, can't really figure that one out still. They, they had a really nice showing against the Saints over Thanksgiving break. That kind of, like, instilled a little bit more confidence in me. But ultimately – like the Patriots right now are just clicking on all cylinders. You know their defense is playing really well. Mac Jones is uh, showing them to be correct on their draft pick. I'm just really impressed what the Patriots are doing. However, I think I think the Bills. I think the Bills have the chance to go out and show it out all out oh, yeah. here. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, him. They had a really solid game last week they're figuring some things out with Matt Breda all of a sudden guy who we had all forgot about had some pretty solid outings with them. Um, or I think at home in front of a raucous crowd, I think I I like the bills in this one, especially if it's at two and a half, I think the bills can win this by a field goal. I think Mac Jones probably hasn't seen a road crowd like this, uh, especially on a Monday night when this is like the only thing going on bills fans are going to be crazy. (laughs) And so, uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. Like, I'll pick the Bills, but like either way, it's not going to shock me how this game ends. I'm just excited to see a battle of these two teams uh, at the top of their division and the Patriots kind of at the top of their game without Tom Brady at the quarterback. It's been kind of fun to watch Bill kind of do this thing. And so I'm looking forward to this game, but on the shot bet, I'm going with the Bills that cover the two and a half
2: okay brooks going with bills arlie how are you feeling about this one um i'm,
1: I'm kind of on the same same little boat here uh if you look if you're looking at, at the patriots and who they're beating uh
0: I thought you would pick based off of what your playoff pick was arlie i
1: know uh, the playoffs and and game by game uh were, were two different things i Patriots are, are are still I think gonna surprise people and make it in there. But uh Josh Allen is a hell of a quarterback. And if we're looking at like the league's top five quarterbacks, I still think he's in that top five,
0: in my opinion. And so You yeah, know like, what's crazy? Huh. Like you say that like it felt it feels like it's a down year for Josh Allen after last year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's a like number one in fantasy quarterbacks. Is he? <laughs> yeah. That's why. Yeah, like, hey, you you hey, know what? It's because it doesn't feel like. It.
1: I think it's just because he's still putting up numbers, but they're not winning games with the numbers. Like,
0: yeah, he's he's their rushing offense too. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. Um,
1: but like, uh, if you're looking at tier of quarterbacks that like the Patriots have beaten in the last five weeks, uh, all of them are like middle or like, are, are mid-tier quarterbacks right now. They're none of not one of them's in the top five. Maybe one of them's in the top ten. Uh, in, in if you want to count old old Matt Ryan, which you don't anymore, and Josh Herbert, which is kind of Justin it, Herbert. Justin's Herbert. Sorry, he Mix on. that up with Josh Allen. Anyways, uh, but like the 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 streak that they're on, the quarterbacks that they're up against, Bill knows how to dismantle them easily, and so I I think Buffalo ends up winning this matchup at home, uh, just because josh allen is enough to carry it through to the next to 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 a win i i'm uh i'm i'm kind of along with brooks on this one which is they're not going to win by some big margin but i do think that they pull off the home win here
2: yeah i mean the bills seem like the they were everybody's darling before the season started this year and now yeah. like, the patriots are hot again everybody's questioning everything Um, Because AFC East looks like it used to look. Um, I'm going Patriots in this one. And the reason why is the Bills are very either hot or cold. That's how they've looked terrible in their losses, and they look good in their wins. I mean, there's not like an in-between. I feel way better about the consistency of the Patriots. Um, And so that's why I'm going to go Patriots in this one. Even though, I mean, it does concern me. Like, yeah, they're playing a way more legit quarterback Monday night in Buffalo, yeah. all that stuff. But I just feel better about the consistency at this point in the year.
0: Or the last few games that the Patriots played, I know they dominated it. The it was a uh, Tennessee, Titans, so have, like Tennessee, no Atlanta left on offense.
1: Atlanta twenty-five zero, mm. Cleveland forty-five to seven, Carolina twenty-four six. And uh, Chargers, 27-24.
0: Yeah. So it's like it's all mid-tier. Yeah, yeah. This will be definitely battle kind of of the heavyweights, I think, right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree
2: with that. So that wraps up kind of going over games. A couple injury reports, basically. All the news we got. Um, Christian McCaffrey out for the season. I think this is the second or third time he's been on IR this season. He wasn't healthy last year, never really healthy this year. Um, that sucks for the Panthers and kind of sucks for just him in general. Cause he was supposed to be kind of the next, next athlete, you yeah. know, he could do everything. He's everybody's fa- favorite fantasy pick. Um, and that hasn't worked out the last couple seasons with injuries. Um, Dalvin cook out for a few weeks. But he's another guy like, Oh, maybe he's the next guy. Nope. He keeps going off and on the injury list as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Debo Samuel out of a few weeks. I didn't see that one, but I'm not surprised with how uh, how they use him.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> like running they try back.
2: They run, run him through a brick wall every game.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, specifically, I point back to a couple weeks ago when I was going up against him in fantasy and yep. I was winning by like 40 points, but he went off. He did everything. Because he was getting rushing touchdowns, receiving yeah. touchdowns. Like, dude, does everything for him. Yeah. it's crazy. So that doesn't
2: surprise me with how Kyle Shanahan has used him. He loves to throw him two yard passes and then run him into everybody or just run him on jet sweeps and all that nonsense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Injuries, right, so- man.
2: So let's get to the fun stuff here. The underdog picks last week. They received a bye week from the wheels. So he just got to sit tight. Basically, he did pick the Raiders plus seven to help determine the order. And he will get the first pick this week. He will get to make a regular pick with that. No wheel for him. Um, I had a terrible pick <laughs> in the Steelers four and a half, and they got blown <laughs> out by the Bengals. I'll go to the loser's wheel. It's been a while since I've been on that side. And then Brooks gets to go back to the other side. He had Packers minus one against the Rams, and they took care of business for Brooks. Well, this Thanks, week, Arlie. Yeah. A little we l- 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 golf clap. Little Arlie, Brooks, and Dustin in order. Arlie with no <laughs> wheel. A regular pick off of the board. So, Arley, whenever you're ready, without the excitement of a wheel uh, no y-
1: you know what I'm spinning the wheel anyways and then just like shutting it off I just want to I, I just it's just you just want to hear the
2: sound it's just gotcha. fun
1: it's just fun I don't know. I did. What would I have gotten? Is the question probably gonna be a regular pick? I don't know. (laughs) Pick a co-host. Oh, that would have been fun. Oh, damn. Yeah. That would have been mine. (laughs) That would have. I'm sorry.
2: Picks (laughs) would have gotten that, but instead, that would have been a new one. Also. Uh. All right.
1: Uh, so I just got a decent
2: board this week. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, there is a game. There is a Washington football team plus two and a half that is not crossed out on that list.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Whoopsies. Yeah. daisies. Just,
2: just to make sure, Arlie does not try to pick that.
1: <laughs> Ooh, so who's gonna? Yeah, I don't, I don't know which which I want to go for here. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that uh. I'm gonna take that Saints game, Saints Cowboys game.
2: Ah, Thursday night.
1: I think that's going to be mine. There's uh I mean we talked about plenty but if if, if Saints are going to try and make any kind of push this year, they got they got to try and beat that and so uh, I expect a big effort. And Cowboys are not not in any kind of urgency.
0: All right. I don't at looking at the board. I, I mean there's not a lot of picks that are I like that's one of the few. Yeah, yeah. That, that that you can like talk yourself into, I think. You know? Yeah.
1: That that's that's kinda like skimming through it, that's kind of the the one you can talk yourself the most into. I feel like yeah. I don't know. All right, Brooks, you ready for your winners wheel spin?
0: Yes I am. All right, right. Give me like a little yeah, bit yeah, of yeah. a
1: delay. Can, can you see it on this one, right? We we don't have anything pulled up.
0: Uh yeah, I I can see it. Um there's the underdogs card that's over it
1: all right okay you're way behind
0: all right cool we'll 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 wait and not (laughs) reply at all i kind of like it when y'all just tell me Uh, i kind of like it when y'all just tell me and so (laughs) you you just so you don't have the weird awkward time just when it lands just tell me what it is since i'm on the winner's wheel, we're going to be something decent this is it
1: all right there you go on the uh, oh. money
0: line. Oh, a money line pick this week. Okay. Yeah. So, oh. if anybody doesn't know what a money line pick it's basically just picking a team and all they got to do is win. No um, matter what. No matter what. <laughs> so, my money line pick for this week is Rams over Jaguars. I got the Rams. They're all 12 right. and a half point favorites over the Jaguars. It sounds like a stupid uh, pick. <laughs> so I am going to take them to just they all they got to do is win. And so I feels like that's a pretty safe ass pick.
2: <laughs> you didn't were you considering the Vikings over Lions game?
0: No. What? No. Because well, the Lions well, still scare me. Like the Lions <laughs> might fucking do that lioness shit. I love it.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Owens and well, well I I think I think I boys.
1: I would have considered the Colts over the Texans.
0: Uh, I had I had three games on. I had Rams. I had Bucks. I had Colts. Yeah. yeah. I mean Rams. Rams. This is a get right game for the Rams. They need this one bad. Yeah. Uh, I expect them to go out there fucking handle business. That one should. And also, they're they're the largest spread of that. They're the largest spread. That's true.
2: (laughs) That one should be an easy win for Brooks. Got a nice money line pick from the winners' wheel. Go ahead and give me a losers' wheel, Artley. All
1: right. All right. Got it pulled up.
2: I'm ready. And not, not ready ready, but I'm
0: ready.
1: Well, you're ready to roll the wheel, just not ready for mm-hmm. the result. All right, and we're going mm-hmm. three, two, one now.
0: Regular take on that.
1: It, regular was.
2: Pick.
0: It, <laughs> it was. It was. Ten. It was.
1: It was, was so close. close. It was almost a co-host pick. I was like, ah, oh, I wanted one. All right. So most of the
2: co-host regular pick the Saints Cowboys is off the board. I still don't like the Lions plus seventy. <laughs> like I'm not touching that.
0: The Vikings, just, the, the Vikings scare me. That's that's the thing yeah. is the Vikings can either without, like be terrible you know, or be look, I think yeah. they're gonna yeah. handle their business there.
2: Um, and I think this board is tougher than it looks.
0: Oh, this one's hard. This one's tough because I was looking at all of them and I don't think any like there's literally not a lot of teams that I think can cover.
2: It's also like I just got burned by the Steelers four and a half, I think, with that same number. Yep, they're "They're out. (laughs) Jags 12 and a half on the Rams, who need like a get right game. They're probably gonna put up like 40 points on them and blow them out.
0: Yep, Bears, Cardinals don't trust the Bears at all. What about the oh no, no, you can't never mind, never mind, never mind. mind. Seahawks 49ers. Like, do you trust the Seahawks?
2: But yeah, am I really gonna mess with the Seahawks?
0: I mean, what Eagles? Cool. What Eagles but, team are you gonna get this week? Um, this this, be just, awesome. it's not this, much this
1: might be the week that like the 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 Seahawks actually start winning. But
0: bro, I thought that last week, and then they <laughs> yeah. lost to the fucking Washington football team. Like, I, like I've been thinking that for a while, and the Seahawks just aren't getting there. You, so you, I, I just.
1: You know who's playing better, though, is the Texans.
2: You know who's also they playing lost. pretty lost good? They the colts They lost to the Jets.
0: <laughs> mm. They lost to the Jets. They're playing better. And the Colts almost were in there with the Bucs. Like, this is why this is tough.
2: You know what? Give me just because I don't like a lot of anything else. Uh, Just that Seahawks three and a half. I still think they have some fight in them. And there's always a really good, cool, maybe weird game against Seahawks and 49ers. Yeah. So maybe part of that is also in my head. And I don't have much else to pick from.
0: <laughs> Fair. If I were you, if I were you, I would have taken Broncos. <laughs>
1: Uh, also, no, fair.
2: I just called them to get blown out. They're gonna get the doors blown off of them, dude.
0: It would be a hedge on your confidence no. <laughs> because everything no. we say confidently, the opposite happens. No, the Chiefs don't cover 10 point spreads. No, the they Chiefs really don't. Our Chiefs are like one of the best teams ever at covering anything that's like within three, but they are one of the worst teams ever at covering anything that's a large spread.
2: Well, my pick's already in.
0: I know. That's why I said all that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's too late now. Love it. So with that, we are wrapped up. Let me give you guys a quick recap of what we just picked there. Already got Saints plus four over the Cowboys with his regular pick. Brooks had a money line pick from the winner's wheel and took Rams over Jags. And I took the Seahawks plus three and a half with a regular pick from the loser's wheel. So good luck to everybody. And Arlie, over to you.
1: All right, that does wrap up our NFL discussion. Let's go ahead and kick this
2: over to Brooks for a
1: little bit of some NBA talk. Not too much going on. We got some hot teams, though, that we do want to talk about. All right, Brooks, take it away. What's happening in the NBA?
0: Yeah, we're still, you know, early in the NBA season. The storylines and stuff haven't really taken off just yet. NFL is kind of dominating our podcast as it should at this time of year uh, as playoffs and stuff come up. So the only thing I really wanted to mention this week is two the two best teams in the nba currently are facing off tonight tonight we're recording on a tuesday which means by the time we're listening to this this game will have already happened it's the golden state warriors and the phoenix suns golden state warriors are um 18 and 2 the phoenix suns are 17 and 3 on a 16 game win streak uh and so they face off tonight and Oh, I just, that's a fun matchup. Uh, Chris Paul has had his fair share of run-ins with the Warriors back when he was on the Rockets. You've got uh, Devin Booker kind of like the new bloods in the suns. And then the Warriors returning to glory this year with uh, Steph Curry playing probably like the odds on favorite to win MVP. Draymond Green back to his normal self. Andrew Wiggins making contributions, random dudes like Jordan Poole and whatnot making contributions for the warriors and they don't even have clay thompson back yet this is a potential western conference finals preview their first game of the season dustin any thoughts on the two heavyweights kind of battling it out teams that belong to me in the wins pool what do you think oh you tried to throw that
2: in there but i do (laughs) like all the storylines that are in there that you hit on all that i mean the Warriors are back and looking good, and Clay's not even there. And then new new regime, old regime, that kind of collision course. And so, I mean, maybe it's too early for this kind of game, but that's kind of what the NBA needs: is two super hot teams that have been very relevant recently going at it this early. And maybe oh, there's gonna be like fireworks, like physically, but like maybe we can get some good fireworks and something from this game you know that's what the NBA needs pre-christmas right
0: yeah yeah we need some of these matchups and and as we're kind of looking on here the game is currently in the third quarter i thought this was the late game because it's western conference but i realize now that it is late as we're recording this podcast uh the suns are up 72 to 69 at the at this moment on the Warriors, Devin Booker has left the game with a hamstring injury. See, so firework. that's some exactly plot twist right see? there. Here we go. But we have a close game. Arlie, any thoughts on these two teams? Not really the game in general, but you know these two teams so far this season. I mean, I think you hit the nail on
1: the head there. This is this is very very good chance. This is our Western Conference Finals right here. So what we're seeing tonight is just kind of a little bit of a just a taste of what it's going to be like to see these two in a set in a seven game. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's gonna be a great matchup. A lot of really good scoring out there on the court right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think these two teams are very fun, very well built. Um, This is kind of the way the NBA is going. I think you look at other teams right now that are struggling like uh some other team in Los Angeles, uh, the Lakers, both like teams. their roster built their roster just hasn't been built that way you know they they're they're too reliant on guys that got to get to the rim they're not enough three point shooting it's not enough uh, uh of a guy who can take over a game like Chris Paul it doesn't even have to be from three so you're watching these two teams and they've kind of been built from within too right that, that's the other fun thing is like the warriors are built by draft the Suns had been built by draft, and then when they had the opportunity, they went out and got Chris Paul. Uh, but other than that, you know, Devin Booker, draft pick. DeAndre Ayton, draft pick. Mikel Bridges, draft pick. And then signing guys, like, in free True. agency, like Jay Crowder, that help you out. So it's very fun to, like, watch these teams be at the top of their game. Um, I Like, I, I hated the Warriors once they got Kevin Durant. Um, I'm enjoying this version of the Warriors a little bit more. Uh, I, I like this version of Steph a lot more. They're just so much fun to watch. Uh, I still hate Draymond, but, you know. Uh. <laughs> but
1: but they're a little bit – I get that vibe, though. They're a lot more authentic like this. It's not like just a
0: – Yeah, a, a, it, it's a, built within. It's built within. And yeah. Jordan Poole was like a second-round draft pick, and they've turned him into a really damn good player. Andrew Wiggins was a cast-out from the Timberwolves, and they've turned him into – Uh, a valuable player this year. So it's like, it's interesting to watch for sure. And I definitely think these two teams are, are, are probably like the best constructed teams uh, to make runs. And so uh, it's definitely a intriguing early season matchup and we'll see what these teams do after the season. But, you know, that's the only thing I really wanted to point out is, is we got a battle of the heavyweights uh, this week. And so, Uh, Other than that, the NBA news, pretty chill uh, right now. So other than that, you know, last night, Joe, Joannis, uh, Joannis, Joe, I don't even know how to say Valanchinas, Joannis Valanchinas, (laughs) it's like the most complicated name to say when you've had three shots and a few drinks, but he went seven for eight from three at like plus 35 points in under 35 minutes and the only other players to ever do that were like james harden and kevin durant and he's uh he's a center (laughs) and right now he's actually shooting three point shots at the rate of steph curry as a center so that's maybe the only other thing to mention um but other than that nba is pretty slow we'll catch you up next week
1: i think uh i think the only other thing maybe kind of toss in there is the bucks are starting to kind of recover from their hangover a bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was predicted. I mean, that's not really newsworthy. Um, no, but se-
1: seven-game win streak, and, you know, we, we they've been on, like, a complete hangover. I don't know.
0: They've been on a hangover, but they also haven't had all their guys healthy. Uh, yeah, as the other The other thing is, like, I think Middleton, Giannis, and Holiday have only played, like, three games together this season so far. So. yeah, yeah um so health is a lot of a factor in that
1: true um well cool that wraps up the nba discussion or uh, i guess currently just kind of nba base touch uh we're not really doing too too much coverage there because it's still early in the season we need some more trends to form and uh yeah nba regular season's kind of hard to cover
0: Uh, i don't know it is, you know. Usually, there's maybe some trade talks or anything like that, but there's nothing that's just like worth talking about. The NFL is dominating the headlines yeah. right now, as it should, and you know we need to spend the majority of our time discussing that. Yep. And then, you know, little tidbits, little little sprinkle of NBA little, on top,
1: just a little little, little, little salt bay. Just. Uh. Exactly. All right. So that does wrap up the NBA discussion uh next thing we got to kind of talk about a little bit is just the shot bet recap oh. We're good, yeah. so to wrap up last week first shot bet was texas tech versus baylor baylor 14 point favorite Baylor defeating Texas Tech, but only by three points, giving Brooks the dub. He definitely uh, had faith where, where me and Dustin did not. Uh, second shot that we had last week was the Rams versus the Packers. Packers being a one-point favorite, and uh, Packers handle the Rams. Uh, it, it was a, kind of a... Uh, that was a really good game. That was a really good game to watch. I didn't actually.
0: get to watch any of it. I was on wow. the road driving, That's but true. I was like keeping up with the score because I knew I had. It ended up working out for me. I didn't put my shot bet on it, but Arlie came through for me because my <laughs> will picked his shot bet, and so hey,
1: it was it was a really good game. Like like you 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 saw a, Rogers a birthday
0: present from you to me. <laughs> i got you
1: that's i i i may be 10 hours away but i I will i will do my best to be there in shot bet picks uh (laughs) thank you um now so uh packers handle the rams winning that game 36 to 28 uh that ended up giving uh me and dustin the win there brooks ended up with the line was that was that backwards right is that is that backwards?
0: No, it says uh, it says Packers handle the Rams to get the win and give Arlie the victory and Destin and Brooks. Oh, the there
1: we go. I mixed it up or I went I read the blah, blah blah. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: uh, <laughs> uh. me and took the Rams on yep, that
1: yep. one. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so this week's shot bets that we have, uh, we have Big Twelve championship game Baylor versus mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Uh, what was the spread on that again? good lord five point is a five point favorite streak. for oklahoma state and uh we went clean sweep on that one all three of us taking oklahoma state with the patriots versus the bills we had uh it, it we had me and brooks taking the bill side of the bet and dustin taking the pats uh so shot bet totals right now i'm sitting at a monstrous 17 with hopefully a random shot bet uh To to knock that down to 15. Brooks is down to zero. He's taken three through today's recordings. And uh, Dustin is at two. Ohio State won that game. Oh, my Lord. All right. Can't believe that. Duke was winning by, like, 15. Anyways. um, so anybody out there want to pay off any shot bets? Make sure you do do so at this time. Uh, But uh, that does wrap up our episode. Uh, Dustin any uh any uh kind of final final shots out there
2: y'all make one quick one all right shout out to the texas tech women's volleyball team
1: yeah they
2: made it to the ncaa tournament for the first time since 2001 20 year drought congrats to those ladies
1: hell yes um brooks any any final shot for the week
0: um, yeah, when I saw that score, I was going to mention that, but Ohio State beat Duke, so college basketball seems to be yeah, like it's anybody's game. We thought Gonzaga was head and heels over everybody. They lose to Duke, and then they struggle against Tarleton State, Texas' own Tarleton State. They oh, yeah. struggled, barely beat them last night, and then Duke loses to unranked Ohio State tonight, so hey – College basketball, it's anybody's game this year. Don't write off anybody as the champs just yet. Uh, love that. So, you know, I guess that'll be my final shot. And I have
1: prepared nothing for this one this time. Uh, my my can, my uh, Canadians are, are god-awful right now. And uh, that's pretty much all I got to really talk about. Um, <laughs> but um, that does wrap up the episode. That was the end of the, the tailgate uh again how are the
0: ice cats doing all right how are my ice cats Ooh, doing i haven't checked in on them in a while no big
1: standing. hockey podcast you
2: can't tell a lot
0: yeah
1: of yeah we you we have, we're you. still in first oh place. dude yeah y'all are in first place nice job uh, top of the uh, four, let's go uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know i don't know what that was but it felt good um all right so that does wrap up the episode guys make sure uh make sure you do go and give us a quick follow on Spotify, on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Drop the view. Hit us up on the socials. Make sure you go swing by the YouTube channel if you haven't. Again, that's been doing pretty well uh, overall. We've had a couple of good hit videos over there uh, hitting in the hundreds. Last couple of weeks, been been in about the 50s, to 60s range on the views. So uh, if you haven't swung by there recently, you know, be good to go check that out. Definitely helps us out in any way. Uh, but outside of that, uh obviously another good week another plenty to talk about and we will catch you guys on next Wednesday
0: catch y'all at the next tailgate peace